The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome. This is Nick with the Diesel Performance Podcast. I have officially stolen it from Paul Wilson for the day. And I have Danny Voss with me here, of course. How you doing, Nick? (laughs) Good, man. Thanks for coming along. Paul's a little busy, but I wanted to take some time to grab a segment. And I might do it weekly. I don't know yet. Um, You should. (laughs) That would be awesome. People want to know what you're thinking. We got some interesting stuff going on. Oh, for sure. Something to talk about, at least. We got a cool summer coming up. Um, And I want to dedicate this podcast to what I'm calling Project Clean Sweep. And Project Clean Sweep is a emissions-equipped 2012 LML Duramax that we have set up to pull in the stock class. Um, and it's it's kind of uh, it's monumental. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to go too far here, right? But it's monumental. It's it's you, work. You just don't hear this. No, nobody nobody's going to impose the the handicap of emissions equipment on their sled puller. Why would you do that? Right, that's the mystique behind it, but there's also science behind it. Yeah, and, and and let me get to why. You know, let me just start out with why the hell would I do this? Um, I, in my opinion, these competition classes are designed to drive the sport forward. They're designed to improve the products for the you know people who use them on the street every day, for the enthusiast, and the only way to find out how effective, how far you can push these things is to put them in a competitive atmosphere and beat the ever-living shit out of them. Put somebody behind the wheel who doesn't necessarily have a stake in it, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> doesn't necessarily care. That's where you come in. That's right. Thank you for letting me be the pilot of this thing. It's <laughs> been a lot of fun to drive it, by the way. No, I, I, I mean, we got to have somebody who's willing to who's willing to give it the beans, who's got experience, who can come in and say, hey, I sled, you know, I got 25, 30, 40 hooks on my LBZ. I know what it's like to run the stock class. I know what it's like to be competitive. That's you. Mm-hmm. Come in, run this truck. Tell me what the differences are. Mm-hmm. Tell me what I got to do to make it so that this makes sense for guys. Right, and people want it on their truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, is everybody out there necessarily going to change to want uh, emissions-equipped sled-pulling truck? I mean, probably not. There's some things about it that aren't as cool as emissions-defeated trucks. Like, there's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of... Uh, just drama in your normal sled pulling class, right? Well, you know, come to find out after pulling it, those are the things that people are now talking about that we don't have that is more interesting. That doesn't have any smoke, doesn't have any noise. People didn't even know I was pulling it the last time I was pulling <laughs> until the announcer started, you know, making a big stink about yeah, it. That's funny when the announcer is louder than the truck going down the track. <laughs> it was unreal. Yeah, it's 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 a cool thing. And I mean, what it really, what I really wanted to do is to show guys that you can make it. You know, you can put power to the ground. You can be competitive without drawing a smoke signal behind you, without being loud and obnoxious if you don't want to. Right. I mean, my my philosophy in life can be summed up in the word stealth. You know, I, I just appreciate people not knowing what I'm up to unless I'm up to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this truck, you know, is no exception. And this was different for me because I come from the LBZ that's loud and proud. <laughs> yes, it is. Everywhere I go, people know I'm ripping around their town, the neighborhood, or whatever the case is. And now with the clean sweep, you know, I can pull out of my neighborhood and peel ass out of there and nobody's even knowing that I'm doing what I'm doing. That's the best part with these trucks. You know, I find myself just kind of hot rodding around town, like using the five. I find like I'm using the 500 horsepower more, more often than I would on a, on a loud truck. Because 
There's no smoke and there's no noise. And it's just kind of like nobody's the wiser, you know? There's no have, trail. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the wife looking over at me. I don't have people over in traffic looking over at me like, hey, what's this guy up to? Why are you driving like a jerk off? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they, they don't know now. And I just get to enjoy that, uh, enjoy the thrust. It's unbelievable, really. It blows my mind to drive this truck personally on the street versus the track because you can make a pass on somebody on the highway and not freaking blow their windows out of their truck yeah. or their car. And you pass them just like a normal human being and away you are and they never even think twice about it. Yeah. So let's go over the truck. We talked a lot about what it's like to drive. Oh, I could <laughs> go on is, and on about that, boy. We'll go into it a little more, but let's it, technical details. So I already told you 2012. It's a pretty much a work truck, four-door, short bed. Uh, it does have the pleather seats, so good mm-hmm. on us there. Um, it's got a built transmission. I wouldn't say it necessarily needs it, but we did it just one less thing to worry about. It has uh, ATS's twin pumps on it, stock fuel injectors, and our prototype Stell 64 VVT for the LML specifically. And that's a charger that's not out on the market yet. That's a charger that I want to put through its paces aggressively to find out what the shortcomings are of it before we go to market with it. Um, and that's really, I would say that's the hallmark piece of this truck. Right? For sure. Um, and, and, of course, it has the factory exhaust on it. So totally factory exhaust. Um, no no change there. Full EGR, full SCR. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this thing could pass, pass emissions uh, I have no doubt about it. The The next part about the truck, of course, is the setup, right? So sled pulling, <laughs> power is one thing, man, but getting into the ground is a, is a totally different ball game. And anybody who's been doing this for any length of time will tell you they've seen trucks spin out, cause trouble, you know. They've seen 800-horsepower trucks be built, be beat by 600-horsepower trucks like nothing. Because they're set up. Exactly. Talk to me about setup, Danny. What have we got done to this thing? Well, you really got to focus on, obviously, the weight of the truck. That's one big thing. Um, so be at full weight. We got it at right at 8,000 pounds right now, right where we need to be, not a pound over with me in the truck. Yeah. And I'm not the heaviest dude, so if anybody else gets in there, you know, I might have to pull <laughs> you know, a couple weights out. But the wheelbase is good. I, I like the drive shaft being the one-piece drive shaft. I'm not a big fan of two-piece drive shafts and pulling. I believe that's another hurdle you got to overcome. Sure. I mean, it, you're saying wheelbase. You know, we could have gone with a long bed crew cab truck. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's be honest, those things are ugly. Right. And nobody's... Nobody uh, buys those. Yeah. <laughs> who has a crew cab long bed that drives it every day? And I know, right? I mean, I've owned one and it's like a freaking freight train. You go through an intersection, you got to kind of gun it a little bit just yeah. to get, clear it. Taking wide lefts. And, yeah. yeah. No U-turns. <laughs> freaking. All right. Keep going. Sorry. And no, that's a whole nother round of drinks there talking about that. <laughs> but I'll tell you, um, the truck is set up right well as far as the hitch height. People... Uh, you know, they go up there with a hitch from Farm and Flea and, you know, twisted clevis and hope for the best. Yeah. But we have a nice hitch on it. You got the big Chevy hitch on there. We got it set right at 26 inches. Right. We have uh, sled stops, bump Maybe 26 stops. 26 and a quarter. 20, yeah, <laughs> depending on the day. Um, when you go up to the pole, that's the last thing I want to worry about is the setup. I want to get my mind set to win. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to deal with is setting up the truck. Um, the most, with the GoPros that we put on and everything else that's going on, I just want to focus on the competition. Yeah. I mean, you're showing up there with, you know, you want sled, sled stops in it, 
uh, bump stops so that the truck doesn't lose any height. You got brand new, we got brand new tires on it. Yeah. Got to have good tires. Got to have the air pressure set right. Sorry, I can't share that with you. Um, <laughs> 85 all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That's how I do uh, it. Yeah, no, but the truck is set up to, to go down the track well. It's got a, it's got a good, uh, a good hookup to it. You know, it's not overpowering the track. It's a 620-horsepower truck. We don't need duels. We don't need mud tires. Um, a good, all-fresh, all-terrain tire like the Nitto Terra Grappler G2 is working nice for us. I'm impressed with those tires. I, uh, I've always been kind of anti-Nitto Terra Grapplers. I noticed you were a little gave a little pause when I suggested that tire. Yeah, I thought about it. But then I thought, if Nick's suge- suggesting this here, he's probably onto something here, so I better not... Uh, I fight them the, on that. I think they work well up to 700 horsepower. You mm-hmm. get past that, you might need a little more aggressive. And, of course, it all depends on the track. You know, sandy track or clay track, it might mm-hmm. be a different story. But anyway, yeah, so, I mean, we got the truck. We got the goal for the truck. I mean, what is the – what does this ultimately lead to? You know, what does this – where does this get us? Well, the goal for me is to race on Sunday and sell on Monday. I'm with you. I'm with you. That And that makes sense. You know, it – if we can get it so that you don't have to buy exhaust and you don't have to buy the air pipes and, you know, you don't have to spend that money. Instead, you can spend it on a turbocharger and make 620 horsepower. I mean, that's getting us pretty well competitive with the delete trucks. Okay. It's, I'm not going to say it's neck and neck, but it's pretty damn close. And also, let me lay out a few more value points that people might not be thinking about. The ability to go back to stock with a flash, right? That's nice. Mm-hmm. Quiet. If you bought a 2011 or 2016 truck, I mean, odds are you finance the thing. Odds are your wife and kids ride with you. Odds are you get that look when you turn, you know, when she turns around and looks at you when you get on the throttle a little too much. You oh, don't yeah. have to worry about that. Oh, you know that look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, all, we all know that Every look. married guy knows that look. Right. And the thing is, if you go to trade in a vehicle that's deleted, any reputable dealer is going to turn you right around and send you back home. They're not going to want to touch a deleted truck because that's what it's coming to. I believe we are miles ahead of the competition. We might um, currently be working out some deals and trying to figure this out, but we're way ahead of everybody else. And I know that when the law comes crashing down, people are going to come knocking on our door. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> there's definitely a day for that. Um, I don't I don't like to build my business plan around the around the sky is falling. I mean, if that happens, that happens. I want to be in a good place. But I also think that I think there's a value there, and I think it's important to sell on the positive and and to, to let people know that there are the positives. We talked about the sound. We talked about the smoke. You know, not having smoke come out of your pipe is is a nice thing. If you're towing, it's a nice thing. Um, if you got the wife and kids for the smell, I mean, I don't I don't particularly like the smell of diesel Mm-mm. when I'm. Driving the truck day to day, it just kind of gets obnoxious after a while. I don't have a bottle of cologne that's labeled diesel. You're right. <laughs> True story. True story. Um, the ability to go stealth through traffic, the resale deal. So I bought this truck deleted. We spent probably 500 bucks in connectors because every single connector on the truck that was underneath the truck was left hanging, not plugged in. They were all corroded. It was a total shit show. And go through and replace all those connectors and put the stock exhaust back on. That dealer, they're getting smart to that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to trade your truck off or you're going to sell your truck or get rid of it and move up to the next model and you got a deleted truck, they're going to look at you like, sorry, hey, man, uh, you might want to go private with this because it's just it's not worth it for us. Um, and that's something that 
you know, guys should be aware of. And I can talk from experience. I couldn't tell you how many people I would have to turn around and send back home, tell them, get that truck undeleted before my boss sees that you're here deleted. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I wanted to make that sale as a yeah. salesman. Yeah, you can't take that trade. You can't. No. I'm with you. I'm with you. It was hard. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to make my goal, you know, and then I got this guy coming here with a deleted truck that wants to buy a truck. He's a real buyer. He's a real person. Yeah. And I can't help him. Right. And I'm, I'm sorry, but... I'm sure people have felt the same burn. If you went into a dealership, I'm sure you've heard the same song and dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth the mention. So, you know, we take this thing from, from winning on Sunday, selling on Monday, get you that 620 horsepower. It's it's forced me to spend a lot more time in the calibration, and there's a difference in the calibration side going from the 520 horse we run at up to 620 horsepower. Um, every extra horsepower on an emissions-equipped truck is a hurdle to do right. It's important to do it right because that transient operation, you know, any bit of smoke that would have came out the pipe is now going in the DPF and your your regen frequency is affected by that. So it's tested my skill there and it's uh, – I can appreciate that. You know what I mean? I think as a, as a business owner, as an operator, as a tuner, it's important to continue to take on those jobs that, that test you. You know what I mean? And I have to give you a lot of credit for that. I'm just saying because a lot of people come to me and they're like, what are you guys doing over there? Why would you even want that? What is the point? And the point is we're showing people that we can make this happen. We can keep the emissions equipment happy Mm -hmm. and still put 620 rear wheel horsepower down to the ground and smoke most of the trucks that are on the street that are deleted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. a funny situation. And it's fun to see the look on people's face when you actually talk to them a little bit about it and they start understanding and grasping it. And then you show them a few things on the truck because we put that dual fueler on because the stock and um, the stock pump's good for what, 550 horse? Yeah, 520, 540, somewhere around there, depending on, you know, depending on air. Right. And we put a CP3 over the stock CP4 and that was just to be able to get us over that hump, that hurdle, because that was mm-hmm. our limiter. Yeah, but I mean, if you, you know, we do this again, I'm not going to put a, a twin pump on the truck. I'll put a, a 10 mil pump on it or a stroker CP4, mm-hmm. you know, just for the full stealth appearance. Right. So when you pop the hood, it looks totally factory stock. I think that's that's it. And then the closer is, and, and you've done this with a bunch of customers, is take them for a ride in the truck. Let them drive it. Oh, yeah. It's You've never been in something that fast, that quiet, and that clean. We had uh, some guests visit us from Australia, and I'll tell you, the looks on their face, they ha- could hardly believe what was going on. They they were in awe. Yeah, you're just so used to hearing that turbo and seeing the puff of smoke, and you know what I mean? If you've been in diesel performance for years, that's that's the recipe, right? You're used right. to that recipe, and when you don't see it, it's like, shit. It's weird. Can you do it like At this? first, yeah. <laughs> but what's really neat, you know, there's always another side of that. So now what I can really hear the most is that turbo just singing and, you know, really yeah, yeah. coming alive. You can hear the air moving for sure. And that's addicting just right there. <laughs> I would rather hear that turbo um, than listen to a freaking exhaust. Hear the pipe. Yeah. 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 And the older I get, I feel like I'm getting older the way, the way, the way I'm talking. But I'll tell you that it's been a learning experience and it's hard to go back to the LBZ after driving the clean sweep Driving a little bit. LML. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets, it's an addicting type of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more where that came from. You know, we're talking to Worley about twins again. Um, you know, 620 is, is the next step. That's the step that we're 
pouring cement on right now, right? We get to that 620 mark, 100 horsepower over stock. We get that perfect, just how we like it. Then we go to the next level, 700 horsepower. What that's going to look like exactly right now, I don't know. Look for another podcast in six months about that, right? I want to get 620 right. I made the mistake the first time around of taking too big of a leap, you know, going from stock to 700. And I kind of burned myself out on the twin set last time. But I think we got a good a good foundation here, a good step. And this is uh, – I'm optimistic, man. I think it's going to be a strong season for us. For sure. And the more we learn about the emissions equipment, I believe the better off we are as far as putting more power to the treads. And For sure. It, better off the customer is, you know. You yeah. Use the power and have the truck respond just like it did factory. Have factory regen frequency, have factory regen process, um, and – work towards carb certification so and one of the coolest aspects of this is that we're spending our money we're spending the company's money to make this product perfect we're trying to hurt this turbo we're trying to hurt this truck <laughs> yeah exactly and exactly. for us to put that money up front and on the line it, just so we can sell a product that's reliable and great to a customer to an end user there's a lot to be said about that because so many companies will just put a product and release it out to the market and not even really test it hard. Because if you give a customer 620 horsepower, they're going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to beat the snot out of it. Oh, yeah. And you got you got to expect that. I mean, we're not selling the number, right? We've always said that. We don't sell the number. We're about the people, the products, and the power. You get the power, the product is reliable, the people are there to back you up. You know the product's been validated. You know it's been beaten. I mean, the goal is to have... Not just a dyno sheet, but also a season of hooks underneath our belt, bunch of dyno passes, <laughs> validation, taking it out on the street, beating the heck out of it. I drove it up to Duluth and back a couple weeks ago, a thousand miles, um, with a trailer. So you know, we gotta we gotta use it. We gotta put it through the works, especially because there's so much going on with the emission system. But. And being so sophisticated like that and figuring out what's really going on and understanding how it works is definitely the key to everything. Mm -hmm. And that one day when you were in the dyno cell, I think you made like 20 passes on the dyno. <laughs> we just kind of left you alone. He had his uh, earmuffs on. We said, just leave Nick the hell alone. Let him do his thing. And he came out with a smile on his face. And right away, hey, what what was it, Nick? What'd you hit? He goes, 617. We're all like, holy cow, what next? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the day started out at 530. You know? <laughs> it, was, uh, it took 20 runs to get up there. It was, uh, and it was, claw, it was clawing tooth and nail the whole time. But, uh, you know, I learned from it. The company learns from it. You guys benefit from it. I think the diesel performance industry as a whole benefits from it. And that's... That feels good at the end of the day. You know? it, it does. To be the first to be able to do this and to make it work. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you very much for uh, sticking with me on this first podcast, Danny. Hopefully the viewers enjoy it. Again, I'm Nick Pregnance. This is Diesel Performance Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook 
or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. Take some time to grab a segment, and I might do it weekly. I don't know yet. Um, you should. <laughs> that would be awesome. People want to know what you're thinking. We got some interesting stuff going on. Oh, for sure. We Something got, to talk about at least. We got a cool summer coming up. 